Hello, I'm Joseph Abraham, and you're listening to the April 3rd, 2020 edition of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. Here are today's top stories. As of Wednesday, the Emergency Community Assistance Center had fielded 142 calls and have helped hundreds of the county's most vulnerable residents. The group of staff and volunteers is led by Community Resources Commissioner Laura Quigley. To learn more about the collective effort, I interviewed Quigley, Office for the Aging Director Lisanne Doyle, Aging Services Specialist Kelly Solaire, and Division of Community Resources Administrative Assistant Sharon Ferber. The Assistance Center has benefited from the already established relationships with local partners, collectively helping those who are currently most at risk. That means senior citizens, the physically disabled, and others unable to shop for food, medicine, and other necessities. To get in touch with the ECAC, call 845-807-0925. For more info about what they've accomplished so far, check out the story on today's front page. In other news, a groovy solar project is coming to Bethel. Recently, the County of Sullivan Industrial Development Agency approved a solar project to be erected on an unused landfill within the town. Recently, the town of Bethel signed a 25-year lease agreement with BQ Energy, a solar company that develops renewable energy structures on brownfield sites. The solar project is now known as Psychedelic Solar, LLC, and will be located at 608 White Lake Turnpike. Bethel Town Supervisor Dan Surd said that by partnering with the IDA, it would be the most expedient and cost-effective and equitable means to participate in the uniform tax-exempt policy for a community solar project as developed by the IDA. The product project under the IDA will now receive tax benefits that will go towards the construction of the solar array. Quote, we think that the IDA and Bethel have been great partners. The recent approval by the IDA is important to the ongoing development, said Managing Director of BQ Energy, Paul Curran. According to Supervisor Dan Sturm, with the payment in lieu of taxes agreement, the town will be receiving twenty-five to 35000 a year in payments. Quote, it's an unused municipal space, and it's a great way to get revenue on that unused space. There's no downside to it, said Sturm. For more info, check out the full story by Patricio Robbio. Patricio is also tackling a new project for the Democrat. From taking care of for Cynthia's to catching up with family and friends virtually, or working remotely, people are finding different ways to cope with the new reality caused by COVID-19. His new series gives readers an inside look on how members of the community are managing with the times. Staying on the topic of COVID-19, workers in one industry for whom working from home isn't an option are correction officers. Quote, in prison, there's very few ways to practice social distancing, said corrections officer Nicole Deary Rogerson. The New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision employs nearly 30,000 people who are responsible for some 43,000 incarcerated individuals and over 35,000 individuals under community supervision. As of Thursday, Acting Commissioner Anthony Anucci said the department has had a number of staff as well as 20 or more than the 43,000 incarcerated individuals test positive. And until recently, they would not permit COs to wear N95 masks because it wasn't part of their uniform unless it was deemed medically necessary. That changed this week when Anucci announced that effective immediately staff can wear either an N95 respirator or a surgical type mask while on duty inside of the correctional facility. Democrat co-editor Matt Shortall gives an update on today's front page. Also relating to the virus, staff writer Isabel Braverman gives readers an update on the current county COVID-19 stats. 
According to Public Health Director Nancy McGraw, there are 156 cases of the coronavirus as of yesterday. There have been five deaths, and although the county isn't releasing any information, McGraw said it's likely they had underlying health conditions. McGraw said that the county has gone from one case of the coronavirus on March 16th to 141 cases on April 1st, which is really concerning. As of yesterday, 48 people were off isolation, and McGraw said that over 600 people had been tested. Additional news stories in today's paper include taking a look at a brand new fire truck purchased by the Rock Hill Fire Department, and we have a story on how the Community Foundation of Sullivan and Orange Counties has given out almost $96,000 in grants to help nonprofits do good work during this very challenging time. In today's life section, our 2020 and 2020 senior athletes continues as Richard Ross writes about the Ross twins from Liberty. The two girls may share DNA, but they are uniquely different, both in life and when participating in sports. Check out Richard's story for more. In our sports section, we announced our girls basketball all-stars as well as our two players of the year. Our player of the year selection was Victoria Sweat of Tri-Valley, but we also made an honorary selection of Fallsburg's Amanda Zeno, who not only has dominated the competition, both in the classroom and on the basketball court during her high school career, but she has been sidelined this year, battling acute myeloid leukemia. This concludes today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And check out our website, scdemocratonline.com. If you wish to subscribe, call 845-887-5200. Until next time, we hope you have a great weekend.